Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like... Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through sex and the city for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And And, uh, for those of you who can't, if you're not watching the video, I'm recording this in a basement. And uh, it looks like a uh, medieval torture chamber behind me for sure. I know, not but even a medieval torture chamber. You look like you look like a straight up like gamer slash incel. Well, not an incel, but definitely a gamer. And that's this, true. So you're living <laughs> half your you're living I'm half living, a life. I'm living right half now. my truth right now. Half your truth. Yeah, you're totally. a vol- you're yeah. a vol cell. <laughs> <laughs> Voluntarily, yeah, you're a vol cell. You you took a month off. That's so right. You could be celibate to play yeah, games. I locked myself in my basement and just watching Sex and the City with the bros. What's wrong with that? Yeah, bro. I'll tell Nothing's you guys what, that, you know who's not on the podcast today? Lag. We, That's we, right. We pumped this fucking Wi-Fi up. John and I are living in the same house and we, we thought it would be like some weird connection for us to like be together with Corey. It didn't work out. So now, even though we can be together... We're in we're separate not. rooms, and it's like I think that's a sign of what COVID and quarantine will do to the future. We're just like it's actually better this way. Oh, <laughs> completely! It's totally. It's like what everyone said. There's like uh, there's there's an article somewhere that was like it just talks about like once streaming came in, everyone was just alone together all the time. They're together, but everyone is like in separate rooms watching things. But they're like, yeah, we're in the same house. It's fine, totally. So I did that last night. My I, I'm I'm. I'm home in the, my childhood home and I watched one show and my parents watched another show and we're going to do that tonight. I don't think they're going to watch sex in the city with me. Um, I mean, that could be a good thing. I mean, it probably will be a good thing. You watch Wolf of Wall Street with your parents though. So there's, I there's no Coke. Take... There's no one doing Coke out of assholes <laughs> and sex in the city yet. I mean, that's true. I did take my entire family to uh, see Wolf of Wall Street on Christmas Day, and uh, it was the worst decision anyone's ever made in the family. So yeah, there's also that. So we're not doing that tonight. Hey John. guys, I think I, I I think I got lagged out right when you were talking about how awesome our internet is. But I'm back. I don't think dude, I missed. You, I, don't, I, don't I think have I missed to, much, dude. I I have to say it felt like spring break. Like if 
if if we lived in a digital world, which we do now, but if we lived in like the future, like everyone was like cyber all the time and and doing digital was a drug, it would be like Kevin and I were at a party and we were like, dude, John's totally lagged out. Like you <laughs> dude, were completely John's lagged, lagged out, out for like a strong 20 seconds. We're like, dude, John did too much Ethernet. He's totally lagged out. It's, it is what it is, but I'm back. Um, and I, and I miss the pleasantries, but that's all right. That's, that's a, okay. not a big deal. What else is going on? How, how, Kevin and how I kept everyone? it going. Well, our Kevin last, I, going. I, I, I'll say this cause it's like, it's like, it, you know, it's fun to just be all fun and games, but, uh, we, we, we were ragging on Howie last time. Howie yeah, and his hardcore. Boy. And the day after we watched that the ja- episode, the jackrabbit, the, the jackrabbit, the jackrabbit got, the jackrabbit rabbit got called out for some jackrabbit got, he got jacked. He got jacked by some big time allegations. He did. Yeah. And, uh, and we just, we got flooded with people being like, look, and it was like, that's always a bummer. Um, yeah, but, uh, I don't know if, if there was any sort of typecasting going on that maybe that's just, maybe that's just how that dude has sex and he's going around (laughs) terrifying and harming many people. Maybe, but I mean, it sounds malicious. I don't know. It was yeah. just crazy. It was just crazy that, uh, <clears throat> that that was right at that time. And it's such like a, yeah. it's kind of like an, it's already a slightly awkward scene because like, yeah. oh yeah, really like it's to the point where it's like, it's on the edge of not just like, oops, he was rough and I wasn't. It's like, I don't know if you have a neck ache, that's not going to be a positive memory that you have. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think like Carrie's, Carrie's, uh, description of it is she's like we had sex like teenagers in that he i think it's like she says he had no idea what he was doing and i didn't say anything and Mm. just like i think that's what she says i think yeah yeah, i'm not totally sure and uh and yeah it's just like uh a horribly rough looking scene but like played for comedy but you're right it's very weird that we watch that around the same time that the allegations I think it was like that actor yeah it was like the next out. the next day i think it was i think it was really and i close. kind of yeah. i kind of made i made fun of him a little bit and then that happened the next day i was like Ew. but uh we had people we had people saying that uh i mean like you said we got a lot of people sending us articles about that being mm-hmm. like this is crazy you guys just watch this we did have some other people we, on our twitter we were talking about like we were like how come no one ever talks about howie and someone was like dude howie the character just looks like he's a flat earther <laughs> they were like, that dude's completely a flat earther. Dude, he, I was like, he definitely looks like he has a like, a, like a flat earth YouTube channel and he's up in like weather mm-hmm. balloons trying to like prove that shit. Well, I feel like totally. the difference between a flat earther and an incel is that like incels don't have, like, I feel like a flat earther, they, they like kind of have the knowledge and the pizzazz. Like you found out like Kyrie Irving, the basketball player is a flat earther. And it's like, hmm. obviously not, not an incel. Like he's a, flashy basketball player who like has uh you know socially uh can be around and then but then you find out it's like you almost did too research too much research i don't know like an incel i think incels are also like they're also like malicious towards other people they're malicious they're malicious towards women and they're they're like online terrorists they're like you it's your fault i'm celibate that therefore i hate you or i'm gonna harm you or i'm gonna kill you where flat earthers Although terribly annoying and like, like conspiracy theorists, they're not, at least they're not out there like hurting anyone other yeah. than like, yeah. I don't know, Pythagoras or whoever it is discovered the earth is 
Galileo. Gal- <laughs> but uh, I mean, I feel like if, if Sex and the City were made in 2020, one of them would accidentally date a flat earther, right? Yeah, I, I'm sure that one of them would date one of them would date uh, a like an Internet consp- conspiracy person. Yeah. One of them would 100 percent date someone <laughs> who was a flat earther or I don't know, like John, you know more about like the Reddit world than Kevin and I do, but like they would date someone who cares if he's a flat earther as long as it's large and big. Like, hey, listen, (laughs) I don't care if it's flat. One thing I do care about is he's got two big round globes below. (laughs) And they were like, Samantha, does he have a problem with his testicles? They're giant. (laughs) Is he have elephantiasis? Um, I think it's elephantitis. Tip tiptoe around this with me and help me help me organize this thought. There's okay. a pl- okay. there's a there's a playfulness to Sex in the City, and there's a weight to the things that don't take away from like bumming you out about the world. Like moms get breast cancer, and then your friends mm-hmm. come to help you. Okay, right. Okay. Devo- you don't have a baby, but something else happens. Like there's like there's hope behind those difficult things they deal with. There's something with sexual assault that the show never necessarily deals with, even though it's clearly such a massive reality Mm. within so many people's lives. And I find that interesting. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if part of that is like, there is something with the dark themes, whenever there is a dark theme that there it's like redemptive in some way, but there's Mm -hmm. not much redemptive about the, the knowledge that once you realize like most people deal with, sexual harassment or assault in some way shape or form and i'm not saying the show skirted it i wonder if it's in a different place of like people still knew that that was the case but it was like all right this television show isn't necessarily about that whereas now you could not have a show like this without having one episode of a season be about a serious serious sexual totally mispropriety impropriety on a scale that may not be like a rape scene in like the Sopranos had, had stuff mm-hmm. like that, but it would definitely not be like, look at Vogue. He showed me his dick. It would be like the dark version of that. That is like shows the actual like terrifying nature of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, yeah. they, I think they do. They do address it in some places like like the, the the guy who videotapes him having sex with models that's that's sexual i know assault. but that's that's <laughs> but they it's don't always play played like for that, comedy though. it's all yeah. those things are played right. for well Pepper what about Shaker, the, what about, yeah vogue yeah. it so it it's let's continue the tiptoe we need vogue, it we need said. we need a uh did you say vogue oh yeah the vogue i just guy didn't know what, his, he, what he meant at the time but yeah it was the, yeah, the yeah, vogue yeah, guy. yeah i didn't know that either but yeah that makes sense now let's continue the tiptoe we need a we need a steve talk type song that has like a more careful beat it's like continue the tiptoe sticking our toes into a situation that might get sticky it might get tough but let's continue the it's, it's the reality when we realize that we're three white men trying to talk about issues that we have no business discussing 100 percent. we totally have this business is- discussing that because we're we're the people out there that that people think are sexually assaulting people <laughs> Not us specifically, but not us specifically. White, but I, white comedian dudes, yeah. It, yeah. There is, there is, there is kind of a thing where you're like, if you look, at, if you look at just the model of the Bradshaw boys, someone could be like, yeah, the entire thing is a mansplain. 
It's yeah, three exactly. guys yeah. mansplaining I, Sex in the um, City for 100 plus episodes. Let me explain to you what Sex in the City's really about. <laughs> so let me talk to you. Hey, so, okay, apparently it was written by a bunch of gay men, but it's four women. Let me just tell you Dude, what's we're just going about, on here. We're just a bunch of semansplainers. <laughs> we're a bunch of semansplainers. Um, um, so I know, I know you guys said, thought the show was about females' friendship. It's actually about Capote Duncan and how he needs to fuck. We watch it. You <laughs> oh can actually my. read between the lines, and we saw it. You never did. Next. <laughs> that was also my, that was like my effeminate Bill Maher. <laughs> that was yeah. I, um, I guess my point, but, my point was, no, I mean, like a lot I of people talk about how the show There's going to be a bunch of listeners that finally have I a light bulb it, moment. This, Sorry, lag, lag came in. Lag, lag. Where dude, were you lag, saying? lag, lag. Go you were, finish you were your thought. Hard. My, my thought to finish was that, uh, was that like Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm or certain places like that, they don't have family, ma- family matters, full house moments that are like, Oh, look, the family really does love each other. And I wonder if tonally this show, I believe, could totally tackle those things. I don't think it doesn't age well since it didn't do that. It just shows a different, wholly different perspective on what we expect of television and what we expect of our comedies that are based in reality that deal with sex, that there's not one of those major things. And I I don't think it bothers people because I don't necessarily... I don't, I don't know. I don't necessarily think you well, always want that reality entering your life. Right. I think two, two things like one, I, I think, I guess it's hard to make, I was going to make the argument that it's like, well, at that time, things didn't deal with this, but you said the Sopranos did and the Sopranos came on, you know, around the same time. But I think comedies didn't deal with that at that time. And, um, I was listening to, I was listening to the podcast. There's a new podcast about the office. It's called oral history of the office. Yeah. And, and, uh, I think it's Ed Helms. He was saying, he's like our generation loves seeing like the awkward and humiliation in comedy. And he was like, my parents Mm -hmm. never got the office Mm -hmm. when they watched me on it. They were just like, they were happy for me, but they never got it. And I do kind of, and I kind of feel like, our generation or like the generation that's like maybe like a little bit before us or whatever, like, like you look at girls and girls or, um, girls or, uh, transparent, like both of those are comedies. There's episodes of transparent where I'm like, good God, this was a comedy. This is like so dysfunctional and heavy. And so like comedy and like, you look at like Judd Apatow movies now, like comedy, is a thing that is dealing more with reality and it's like comedy is honest. And so I think comedies didn't deal with this kind of like what you're saying in the same way and things were laughed off and also maybe unfortunately too, but like, I think this is a lot of what we're seeing now just in culture in general. Culture's just in such a different place 25 years later where it's like, you know, you have some, you have some flat earth or jackrabbit on you for six hours one night. And then it's like, Oh, that's like a funny, that's like a funny neck cramp. But now it would be like, yo, hold on. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's stop. And let's talk about this. I mean, we talk about that. We did that one episode. Um, I think it's on a Patreon about the big carry elevator episode. We've talked about that here where it's like, that's like a major thing where people are like, and like we talked, I think we had, I think we had someone who's a listener who she's like over 40 or maybe over 50 who was like, I get that that's That's the hottest problematic. 
scene. And she was like, also, that was a thing where people were like, oh, that was, that was, it didn't translate the same way then. I yeah. think that's like not a reason to excuse that at all, but it's just like times have like majorly changed and for the better. Totally. Um, this was, you guys, this was the easily the deepest we've ever gotten in, in Dude, for the intro. Pre, intro. Especially pre-show, I know. I love it. Um, pre-show deep. Pre-show depth. Oh, I watched, uh, I had it pulled up. I think the episode's called Boy Interrupted. Did they, can anyone confirm? Uh, it is called Boy Interrupted. Okay. Season, season, season six, six, episode 10. Episode 10. Let's, uh, let's watch the episode and come back and chat about it. Let's do it. Episode 84. Boy Interrupted. Harry's high school sweetheart visits her in New York on his way to a mental asylum in Connecticut. Miranda develops a crush on her attractive neighbor, Robert, the team doctor for the Knicks. In order to get into an exclusive pool at the Soho House, Samantha pretends to be a member. And she pretends to be British. And now, back to the boys. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back from high school. I'm, I'm just gonna just gonna dig right in. Um, dig in. It was it was really funny how we talked about this show tiptoeing around serious issues and then this <laughs> this episode was like the biggest bummer out of any episode i think we've seen <laughs> to date <laughs> yeah it was huh. it was really interesting. interesting i mean that's like uh i don't know i'd love i would love to talk in more depth about david Duchovny's character uh being in a mental mental institution and how they tried to make it funny and and it kind of just like was a huge swing and a miss. I don't know. Hmm, that's interesting. I would like to talk about that because I don't know if I think it was a swing and a miss. Ooh, looks like we're going to have some heated conversation. Looks um, like we're going to fight over Zoom. The theme of this uh, episode was kind of high school themed. Um, Carrie asks, did we have it right in high school? Uh, and everything was high school or like being too cool related. Samantha can't get into the pool at the Soho house. Um, and so she steals uh, an English woman's identity. Um, Charlotte. Um, Charlotte's storyline is kind of through um, Stanford's storyline in that uh, she discovers that Stanford's boyfriend, Marcus, was an escort in Honcho magazine. Mm -hmm. uh, he was playing uh, an escort named Paul. So Stanford um, is kind of bummed that that uh, Marcus wasn't honest with him. Um, Miranda gets uh, tickets to the Knicks game with uh, from Dr. Robert Leeds and ends up becoming jealous of the cheerleader. And lastly, um, Carrie dates a guy that is in a dates her high school boyfriend who's in a mental institution. Yes, and uh, that's what uh. That's what we're working with. Yeah. Let's, um, okay, let, we're going to get into more talk about Carrie. Let's get into, let's go as light as possible to start with. With Carrie? Um, no, 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 with the whole storyline. Let's go with Charlotte. Okay. Charlotte, well, I, Charlotte didn't really uh, have a, have a storyline as far as I could tell. No, she, she just kind of had like lunch 
She had cute pigtails. She had a cute hairdo. She had a cute like uh, Princess Leia hairdo going on at the show. Look, she looked great. And I got to say, in general, this was a this was a pretty solid looks episode. I don't know if it was like an outstanding looks episode all across the board, but like Samantha with the red fan, they all look cute at the pool. Like Doctor you know, Robert Leeds was just crushing. Doctor Robert Leeds the head was just always game. smoking it. Head Bob game. Also, him when he saw Miranda, I think he was in like some like some red kind of Panama shirt at the, at the mailboxes. He looks, he's always Dude, slamming. Let's talk. And about also we got to say, we've talked about this season six, the Miranda glow up. She looks, she looks, fantastic. looks fantastic. Dude, let's yeah. talk about the biggest, she's biggest she's cock block in TV his, history. Mrs. McAfee. Just oh man. Coming in there. I mean, no. Interrupting their, their <laughs> mailbox makeout session. She's and going, just, <clears throat> <clears throat> Wouldn't it be amazing? She, you know that you know that one time in 1960 she caught like back when there was like chaperones. If you had someone over, you Papa had a chaperone, ooh, mow, mow, and she ooh, mow, mow, Papa. <laughs> she just caught someone f- getting fingered by the mailboxes 50 years ago, and ever since no. she's just she's it's right just there mad because it used to be her. <laughs> her and Robert Leeds were married once, and they, they broke up. Is that who she paid alimony to? Mrs. McAfee? Yeah. He's paying alimony to her. Some of that mailbox they, McAfee money. They had one of those. You used to, you used to blast me by the mailbox. They, and now, exactly. now you just. Special <laughs> delivery. Miss, miss, special delivery, Dr. Robert Leeds. Completely. Yeah. That's what it used to be. <laughs> they had one of those apartments where they bought the top and the bottom apartment and they like knocked out the thing. And now they had to like redo the hole in the ceiling where they had the spiral staircase going down. And they don't, they don't, they're not, a, they're not together anymore. But in true New York fashion, like they still see each other all the time, you know, their lives are kind of still fused together. So now she's like, Oh, I'm just going to get my freaking mail. And you're making out with that new, that, that girl here. I guess like, I guess he got back in the building. Cause she, ki- you're going to get your packages when I used to get your exactly. package. <laughs> I guess he got back into the building. So she was tra- like, he lost the apartment in the divorce. And then he was like, the only it, what a what a crazy thing would be if I just bought back my old apartment, half of it, and then Miranda got it back in. Wait, what if what if in the older episode that we thought it was like a like a veiled reference to race? What if it wasn't that at all? Yeah. What if it was just those were they were all friends with Miss McAfee and they're like that is fucking Miss McAfee. We can't yeah. let him in here. Ex husband, we can't they let him especially in. like we we've no. been enjoying a clean and tidy male area. And that's where he used to just blast her. And if he comes, <laughs> Dude, if he comes back, the mailroom is going to become a, a sexual cesspool again. Oh, what, what if, what if his nickname was Carl Malone and people were like, why? Cause he's no. black. They're like, no, because he was, he's he the, was the mailman. He's mailman. <laughs> Special delivery all the time in there. <laughs> Special delivery. Hey, you need to, you need to be very familiar with, uh, with 1990s basketball player nicknames to yeah, get that exactly. reference. But guess what? Robert Leeds, Robert Leeds is always ready to deliver with these oh, two man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So we, hey, so we, welcome to the Bradshaw boys. We have some real stuff to get to in this episode, but we're going to make up our own (laughs) fantasy about how Robert Leeds fingers 60 year old women. (laughs) Hey, it's the life he chose. Um, Okay. So, but yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte was, was kind of a side character to other people's stories the whole time to, I guess, you know what, I guess the fourth story, the fourth story was Stanford's 
Stanford story. Well, I mean, Charlotte didn't have a story. She just straight up didn't didn't have have a story. Other than like, other than telling Miranda she was a cheerleader and then being a gossip with Honcho Magazine. uh, Where were they eating dinner in Chelsea or uh, lunch? At the cafeteria. cafeteria. I had my I had my 29th birthday cafeteria. Ooh. And uh cafeteria is still going, man. That place. Yeah. I went not too long ago. Not it's I, it's you know what? Yeah. It's it's still it's still going. Still got it. Let me wait. Let's before then we can get into the separate storylines, which we're about to do. Ooh. But isn't it interesting that like um when when I'm teaching chess and John the same, like when we teach when we are teaching chess, one of the things is like, if you do these things, you will do better. And it's not like, it's not like a rule. Like you have to do these things. It's like, but if you don't, it's not going to end up well for you. And I feel like that's the four storylines with the girls. Like that. It's not this hard, fast rule that we're like, you have to do that or else the episode sucks. It's like, when you do that, the show elevates to this level that it just naturally does not get to. And the first thing that we diagnose is like a few of these people were not developed and therefore the episode seemed to feel, uh, fall flat for us well, in a small way. It did not fall way. flat for Corey. Corey think I, I, we, I said swing. And I'm, miss not and, saying uh, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I'm not saying it felt, I'm talking. I'm not saying it <laughs> fell flat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, John was saying it did but, not feel uh, flat for it, me. I'm not saying, I, I think you were saying, it felt the the carry thing was a total swing and a miss, and I'm not saying it was a complete swing and a miss. I don't think that was a wasted storyline. I I think it was uh, well, and this is why it's interesting because we were just talking about this in the header. I thought it was incredibly tone tone deaf. I think like that that story would not have played out. At least I don't think it would have uh, in in 2020 woke culture of like of just like completely demonizing someone for being in a mental asylum. I see. I saw it differently. I guess. I guess we're. I guess we're at the I, pool of the Soho I, house, yeah. and let's dive in. <laughs> um, no, I saw it differently <laughs> in that, like, I thought it. I saw it more as like she started dating a guy that she's like, oh, it's my high school sweetheart. Like, what's going to happen? And then he's like, hey, I'm in a month of intensive therapy, and I'm living at an institution. But not really an institution. I'm living at a place where I can leave. Yeah. But I'm doing this. And I guess when they broke up and he was like eight to 10 months, I guess they did play it for more comedy, which that probably wouldn't go over as well. But it did make me think like, what is the time that you need to get in a relationship with someone? Probably not a month into living. Probably not a month. Probably not like right after a divorce or two years after a divorce when you're living in an institution doing intense family therapy, that is kind of a thing where it's like, Oh, that's a huge thing to spring on someone in a relationship, starting a relationship. I, I, I agree with you. I, I feel like, I feel like it's easy to get into the weeds with whether something worked or not. I think in general, maybe you, we can, we can vote on this. Like, I appreciate like they can take on anything they want in the show. Any TV show done correctly can take on anything. Like that's what is interesting about is like, whoa, I didn't think that would work. And it worked really well. That to me was, was like a half in half out. That was like, Hey, we're taking on something serious, like a guy in a mental institution. And then there's someone that's like feces, feces. And it's sort of like that. And that, that to me, I'm like, you can do, 
either of those, it just wasn't executed in a way that I cared that I, that I thought he was really mentally ill in a serious way or that I was like, oh, that is the reality. It was sort of like I didn't take his storyline that seriously. And then I also didn't think the joke is that funny to make fun of. It was like this weird caught in the middle place that I'm like, meh, The feces thing, I feel like, sorry, John, not to cut you off, but what, like the feces thing was the thing where I was like, oh, that's like a, that's like a straight up kind of like hacky, hacky, crazy person joke or like hacky person in a mental institution joke. I guess when he kept saying it was like the cedars or whatever he said it was like. Something the, ranch, the, cedar, something ranch. Canyon ranch, Canyon ranch, which is like a place I think where, didn't it remind you guys like we recently watched um, The Long Goodbye, the Elliot Gould movie mm-hmm. from the 70s. And remember the, remember mm-hmm. the place where the guy went who, it was a doctor that was like a quack yeah. doctor. Yeah, it yeah. reminded me of that place. Oh yeah. Um, but but hold on a second. Wait. What I was gonna sorry sorry sorry. What oh, sorry, I was gonna sorry. say is, it I I I took it as and maybe maybe this is like a different thing back then how people looked at therapy, and so maybe back then it was like oh this guy's at a place. But like I have known people who have in my life who have like gone away to a to somewhere to you know be like I gotta get mm-hmm. some stuff figured out or whatever and it's not like a thing that everyone does but I've also known people who've been like hey I'm like I'm doing therapy like pretty intensely right now and then I come out of it so like because Duchovny was played as such a normal character I had thought that it was just like oh this guy is for the first time in his life being like I gotta figure out all this like tragic family stuff that's happening and but but maybe in that context when it aired it was like Oh, he's normal, but he's crazy. Well, I, I think I would have loved just to see a character respond to the news like the way you just talked about it. Like mm. every single character was like, "You can't date him. He's in a loony bin." Like, right, or right, he's right. In, like he's a crazy person. Right. And it's like I think that that's why to me it was tone deaf. Where instead, if like he did the best job explaining it. My issue is how everyone else kind of reacted to it and portrayed it. Yeah. Well, I, I'm thinking back to like, this is what's interesting about the episode. Like, I guess props for taking it on and then you get into the heavy weeds and then you're like, okay, this is still a comedy, but like, I don't know the guy who was the alcoholic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was, that, that, that was really funny, but there's also like, that could have easily episode credits roll and you sit down with your friends and you're just like, man, like I've dated an alcoholic and it was fucking dark. And, and so it's, that's where it's like, um, I don't know. I think of like some of the moves in parasite when I, I think I've probably talked about parasite on here before, but I'm like that there was some stuff tonally in that movie that I'm like if it's not executed perfectly, it's like, get up and walk mm-hmm. out. This is, this makes no fucking mm-hmm. sense. And it's just the execution of something like, and then we end up having to talk whether something worked or not, like they should have made up a different story. I think some of that is direction. Mm. And some of that is just like, if it's executed or even if there's like one scene that's off, it can put, and especially with something like this, where you're used to a certain rhythm this whole time. And then if they switched up too much, you're sort of like, this is not what I'm mm-hmm. used to. And so I guess props for them doing it. I just think, I, I I don't think it ended up being 
as serious or as funny or as interesting mm. as they thought in in some yeah. way i, I don't let's, know let's i mean get more, i i guess let's get more way, granular with the with the episode rather than talking about it in, in broad strokes uh i would love to like th- this is i would okay. love to like talk talk Sorry. about the specific storylines but yes finish your thought and then let's talk about miranda then let me say to be granular about that i think it would have been infinitely a more interesting storyline if he just got specific about why it was in he's like my mom died mm-hmm. and then yeah. it spun into all these yeah. things because you have nothing to grasp onto. So you're sort of like, are you mm-hmm. crazy yeah. or are yeah. you not? And I think that would have just made it easier to hold yeah. on to, but maybe they were trying to say, Oh, we don't want to make it. It's about mental illness. And, but if you could just wrap it into, there was like nothing to hold on to that character, even though it's like, that is a very relatable thing. I connected with this person and they're different now that they're grown up. And I guess it, was a swing and a miss because they made him too broad and you couldn't really connect to like what he was talking about besides being like, things are crazy right yeah. now. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with all that. Um, let's talk, let's talk about um, Miranda and her storyline. Um, going to the, going to the basketball game. First thing I want to point out is how incredibly like it, she can never tell Steve that she did this. Wait, Steve would what? be that she that she sat that courtside she, at the Knicks game and brought and oh brought my like gosh, Charlotte. You're so right, dude. Could you? <laughs> I didn't even to go, think to go about flirt that. with the fucking hottest, the hottest guy dude, who's Steve, ever been. This is this would be show? like this is what would make Steve check into that institute if he ever found out. Like this is like some serious. Hey, but I mean, like, it's like Kenny Ranch here. You know, they got a basketball court. Hey, you know what? I found out that hiking is walking. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that that'll be a pretty deep cut for Steve when they yeah, when totally. they find out. It'll be up there with uh, Marcus uh, being in Honcho for sure. Yeah, totally. Was there any part of you guys that thought like, did they get Spike Lee in this? Is there going to be a Spike? There Lee was a little bit cameo. There, I didn't. You know what's funny is I didn't think that, and I almost feel like maybe they missed with that. But like, I was when I was watching, I was like, oh, they shot at a real Knicks game. Like there was some stuff. Where there was a close-up, you thought they did. There's some stuff where it looked I like they might have in the long shots. In the long shots, they either shot at a real Knicks game, maybe not a real Knicks game, but they definitely shot in, I think, in Madison Square Garden. Maybe they just shot was, an MSG, it was a good not mix of the Knicks two, game. But it was probably in like there was PSA a PSA high school. That made me be like, "This is." <laughs> I'm gonna look there, and see. There's if they a close-up that looked really fake, and then there was another one that looked good, and I was. I was already in my head analyzing whether it was real I thought it or was not, mixed. and I didn't enjoy I thought, it. I thought that the close-ups were not real, and I thought that they got one or two ones that were real. But I guess if you think about like production stuff, that that would be stupid to do it two different ways. All right, so here's my question: what What's the deal with the cheerleader? What like this, that cheerleader was giving him some obvious like vibes. I he think was, the cheerleader he liked was him. Feeling it, he gave her a big hug, like. Miranda was was worried about him being interested in her and he did he did everything like she was completely justified in her worry. So what yeah. what's the story there? No, she's she's not at all. Let me let me explain to you something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this pretend that you're okay. Miranda. I'm pretending okay? I'm Miranda and I'm there with my that, friend Charlotte. For some reason she brought I'm Charlotte. Oh, I'm okay, so I'm, I'm Miranda. 
I'm with Kevin, my friend Charlotte, yep. who brought and a 1980s uh, gay <laughs> pornography magazine with him. Um, <laughs> also, I mean, very spot. It's called Yum. It's called the 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 magazine's called Yum Yum. Okay, so it's, it's called Blows from My Bros. So for some reason, <laughs> we're courtside at Madison Square Garden. We don't have cell phones, so we can't get distracted by that. But you do have Blows from My Bros or Yum Yum Cum Bums. And <laughs> go, go go ahead. Tell me why. And I'm wrong. you say. And you say, say what you say about the fucking cheerleader. I'm really into that doctor. Look how cute he is. Oh, he smiled at me. Here come the cheerleaders. That cheerleader is, is giving him some serious fuck me eyes and biting her lip. And he's, he's feeling it. Furthermore. Oh. Furthermore. <laughs> such a lawyer. It's after <laughs> the game and they are talking. She is non-verbally flirting with him. He's reciprocating, and now they're hugging each other. Okay, go ahead. Oh, Miranda, you you don't know that there's actually intense contracts that all of the cheerleaders have to sign that they will have no physical hey, hold on a second. interaction hold on a second, with Charlotte. any of the players. Did you just any work at an art gallery, and you're going to lecture me about contracts? Um, I know this because... I fucking talked to a cheerleader this one time when she walked past the art gallery and I was like, look at where would you come from? She's like, oh, I'm a cheerleader for the Knicks. And she told me that she wanted to be in relationships with the basketball players or any of the staff, but that it's so intensely regulated now that they can't even follow them on social media. If they find out that they DM a player or a staff member, then they are fired and then they're blacklisted from the entire sports cheerleading Wait, community. True? 100% huh. true. But that's what that's why we did this within a skit, but it was <laughs> Wait, is it true in real so life? Oh, okay. Was it yes. was it always that yeah, true? Yeah, it is true. No, it's probably because they've for exactly why you think that it's like, but you get in huge trouble now to the point where I talked to a cheerleader for the, uh, for the Rangers, um, or for the, yeah, Do for the, the Rangers, Rangers. have cheerleaders? I and guess, I guess was, hockey teams have cheerleaders. Are they like, are they dancing on, yeah. on the wet ice? <laughs> they, no, they do. They're called the Power Play Girls. The New Jersey Devil ones are called the Power Play Girls because we all we all See? three have a friend who used to be the mascot for the New Jersey Cer Devils. Do they have, certainly was, they have to lay the out devil. like a a carpet or something for them to dance I don't on. Know that, what like, they that sounds do. like I really think they athletic. might just get out there. I think they might just get out there and sneak or just slip around. <laughs> I think that's their deal. Isn't it funny that the it's they're called the New Jersey Devils? And they're giving up such a huge opportunity for the mascot not to come out at like halftime when they're losing and be like, who here will sell your soul yeah. for our team to I mean, win? NJ Devil. NJ Devil. a goat in a pentagon in the halftime. A pentagram. <laughs> pentagram. They sacrifice, they sacrifice no, the entire about, pentagon as well. Yeah, they at, kill everyone from America. Ministry of Defense. They tie up a goat. <laughs> so... <laughs> we're going so here's, to kill. here's the thing <laughs> i can't we're going to kill I, colin powell <laughs> <laughs> former secretary and then we'll go back to hockey <laughs> that's an icing okay that's an icing. so listen the the cheerleaders it is it is weird that he didn't say like she has a boyfriend like she, I helped her with her, a that's sprain. what i think that's what i they, thought they the, do just that's what i thought it was going to be instead he just was like 
Is this in a clear? And he gave her a little smooch. Much to Mrs. McAfee's chagrin. Man, I fucked the church. I fucked the... (laughs) Mrs. McAfee's like, he tried that on me too. Could you imagine if Um, if the scene where he's hugging the cheerleader of all of a sudden Mrs. McAfee just like put her head in between their hug and just like physically split them up? Oh, not here, Robert. <laughs> Dude, how great would it be if this show didn't play within the bounds of reality? How great would it be if there was like other times that it's like a love scene between uh, between Stanford and his boyfriend, and then in between she's just like, "Stop kissing <laughs> in bed." Just Dude, like how we just jackrabbit and carry, uh, and uh, she uh, just like appears, just be like, like, "What are you doing? What's going on?" This isn't going to look good in 20 years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Right. Well, okay. Okay. So, like, I think we we are we are in Bit City. Yeah, we're which, hardcore listen, in Bit City right now. But, but I will say with this, it was a weird jealousy thing, but it does make sense because I do think Miranda, even though she is a fucking smoke show this mm-hmm. season, I think it does point to some of Miranda's she finds her worth not in just this person flirting with her from her looks. She finds it in like her work and she doesn't really have a moment to kind of be like, I'm a lawyer on the shit. Like this is where I am. So she is out of her comfort zone in a way that I think it kind of does smartly play with like her. Yeah. And this guy has really seen her in like mom land all the time. Every time he sees her, she's like, I figured you'd have plans. And she's like, I'm a mom. So she's yeah. always home. Like she's kind she's of like, sorry, I have pox on my face. Exactly. She's like kind of like been de-sexed a little bit by just being like, you know, like you, you can't put up that veneer that you have when you're like trying to impress someone. She's like, Oh, you've seen, you've seen the things that I consider that she's, she's tried to hide like being a mom from other people. Yeah. And so then she, you know, she has to compete with she's this like 26 been- year old Nick city dancer, you know? So are you ready to rumble? <laughs> what was the what was the uh, song that they were dancing to, and then later it was rolling on a river? Tina Turner. Yeah, that's right, Tina Turner, rolling. dude. I've done that. So my question is, when I've done that at karaoke, go ahead. I've done that at karaoke, and the next day, just like just my whiplash. neck has been sore, and my 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 throat is sore. I'm just like, I gave it my all on the karaoke floor yeah. that night so, with that song. That t- song so takes they, all your That energy. was the same song they played when they were um, when they were having sex with each other. My question is, do you think Miranda put that on? Or do you think that was just background music? Like, like for the show? Or do you think that her and Robert could also hear it? That's, I mean, that song is too, you're going to come too quick if you're playing that song. <laughs> Gosh. Look, if you're if you're fucking to the rhythm, that that is a recipe for premature ejaculation. Well, what if you put it on? Like, what if like you put it on after some some foreplay and some cash lovemaking, and then you're ready? So you put on some Tina Turner, dude. <laughs> if that's, I'm just telling you what. If that's on a playlist, the second that song comes on, you got 20 seconds left. <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies. If, if, if Kevin flips through Spotify and turns on T- Tina, he's 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 ready for his 
post sex cigarette. He's going into jack jackrabbit mode at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's just I mean I mean she was doing I think she did put it on because she was doing a she was doing a Yeah, she's like she's like, like whipping a, her hair back and forth. Kind of like his yeah, that's true. Kind of like his dance when he was like mm. <laughs> his head bob. Dude, did you get the, did gift the gift we sent that you? you sent of Dude. Robert Leeds doing his... Will you turn that into a I gift? I definitely right. turn it For into those of you listening, are you ready for our Instagram to be nothing but Robert Leeds bopping his head while watching the cheerleader <laughs> for the next I mean, at least right six now, weeks? If you're, if you're looking at the Zoom video, Oh my it gosh. Is. It's so... <laughs> <laughs> Just his, he Dude, is, he's a so human good. bobblehead it's, doll. It's amazing. Um, all right, let's talk about Samantha and the Soho. Okay. How, first of all, for, has anyone been to the Soho House pool? Before we get to that, or pre, before we get pre, to that, pre-log. I, no, no, no. I've, okay, so there's a thing that we have to talk about that introduces the Soho House. We can talk about the pool first. I've never been to the pool. No, I would like to have talk you, about your thing first. Okay, the we are introduced to the Soho House pool thing by Samantha meeting this incredibly jacked beautiful woman on the street saying it's so hot in new york mm-hmm. we're spending all our time at the Soho house pool do you know who that woman was kevin spoiled it so i do yeah spice Baby girl. spice jerry hallowell yeah yeah do you think that do you think they did, did <laughs> that so impressed that they did that because <laughs> no, no 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 i i was i i knew it but I, I don't know if everyone knew it. I feel like they, I feel like at the time when the show came out, you'd be like, oh my gosh, it's Baby Spice. But I, oh, I, I, I think that adds up to a lot of elements of the, this episode that they thought they were, they were pulling out stops for this episode that were crazy. Yeah. Duchovny, Baby Spice. Yeah. We haven't even talked about Duchovny. Some budgetary things. I know. We got to talk about him but more. But would would a Spice Girl at the top of their game hang out at so? Well, she wasn't a Spice Girl in the show. She was just like a friend, right? I didn't think she was playing a Spice Girl in the show. She looked she looked like a Spice Girl. She looked like she was dressed up to go sing, you're the one that I want. Oh, wait. If you no. want to be my lover. <laughs> you be my lover. To become one? <laughs> you're the one that I want. Wait, are you doing, you're the one that I want? <laughs> That's from Greece. <laughs> we, we, we got drunk and watched Greece on YouTube oh the other day. You're the one we that I want. so much Greece. If you got to be my friend, if you want to be with my friends, how does that go? Oh, if you my want, gosh. If you want to be with Zuko, <laughs> if you want to be with oh Zuko, you got to be a T-bird. Dude, I got to say, the sentence, we got drunk and watched Grease on YouTube the other day. Dude, that Dude, needs to be you, like, what else are you yeah, going to do? Gravestone. Dude, we, we're we're stuck in a house. Kevin played Kanicki. I mean, he had to d- show us the Kanicki scenes that he had memorized. So it says it says her name was, her Dude, name was Phoebe in the show. So I don't think she was being a okay. spice girl. I think she was just being like a hot person that would hang out at the Soho house. I I do think it just shows that it's like this show must have been like, hey, like I bet there were so many people that wanted on this show. Yeah, that's probably yeah, that's probably very true. Cause if this was 2002, like when was Spice Girls Peak? 1999. So they were still in their yeah. peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's here. I'm, I'm gonna look up when no, Spice they World were not, came out. They were not in their peak in 1999. There's no yeah, way. Well, Spice World came out in 97. The movie. And I, I feel think like they, in, pe- they had to peak before Spice World the movie, right? Yeah, that's true. I'm but, thinking like 90. I would say like 95. No, as a guess. I think. Well, 
I think maybe at this point they're still doing stuff, but they're not peaked here. I don't know. I feel I'm like we're all looking peaks, on the internet peak right spice now. Girls. Peak Spice Girls. I mean, when Peak did Spice, spice Girls, girls is, when Peak did Spice they Girls is if you want to be my lover. It's uh it's uh That has to be super early. Dude, wait, what is the what? How much when you were 9 years old did you want to slam your body down and wind it all around? Let's Send see. Anybody, I never knew that's what it said. Send body down Send and body wind down it all around. I didn't around. realize that's what the lyrics were. Send body down and wind it all around. I never realized that's what it was. I mean, I think like but I wanted to do it by myself, just playing Twister by myself <laughs> alone. Zigga Zigga, man. <laughs> a chicka chick. So bottom line is we're we're not experts on on Spice Girls, but is that what the is that what was that at the Soho House pool? Is that what the Soho House pool is like? Has anyone been there? I've never been I there. Feel, I don't been, know. So I'll say this. I, I'll say this. I've been to the top of the Empire Hotel. Kevin, you and I have been there before, but I've been to the top of the Empire State Building. <laughs> <laughs> you can see all of New York. Um, I've been to the Empire, the Empire Roof Hotel, which is the it's the one in Gossip Girl. Like one of their dads owns it in Gossip Girl, but I've been there in the summer, and they have like the same kind of mm -hmm. like pool hotel that only only certain guests can get to. And there's like a private bartender and it's like kind of this scene. You and I snuck up there one night, like last summer that, that in like yeah, last, last year. year. So I've never been to the Soho house. I can only imagine it's like that. Shout out to my Spanish lover, Nuria. <laughs> Shout out to Nuria. Freaking great night. We had all that night. We, we got to the, we got there, saw Jeff Tweedy in concert. Yeah. Sounds legendary. Well, but like, so I, I can just imagine it's like a crazy scene up there and it's like any scene you're just like, it's a scene, but also who cares? Like that's mm. what scenes like that are. I yeah. feel like. Well, it it seems like it seems like this was in that era where it, that was hip, and I'm like, I feel like that stuff with is post hip now. Yeah. Like I feel like that that stuff is just like the the people that like those things, at least on television, would be portrayed like if if you talked about Soho House on a TV show about New York now, it would be like. It would be like, oh, fucking kill myself. Mm -hmm. It would not be mm -hmm. cool, you know. Yeah. What would be? What um, What is the What is the Soho House now? What is the Soho know. House equivalent now that it, I for I, 2003? I almost, I almost wonder if we're going back to that. I almost feel like there was like a time when it was like, like, oh, get out of here, and that was like maybe like the the. 2010s or whatever mm -hmm. i sometimes wonder now like when you look at i mean things are so wild right now with you know covid landscape of the world yeah but i wonder with like the landscape of new york that's just like tons of tons of like glass condos that cost 3500 dollars a month to live in and the and there's people that just have a ton of money and go hang and like live super extravagant lifestyles I wonder if I sometimes feel like that version of living really appeals to people again in New York now in, and specifically in Manhattan. I don't, it, it, I'm not, I, I'm not talking about the way people live. I'm talking about the way that the way, the way people live is portrayed because people may, I'm sure Soho house is more popular than it was, than it, was when it was shown on sex in the city, but if some, but it would not be portrayed on television to the broader public as a cool thing to be like, Soho yeah, house, but there's, we a got new, in. there's a new, there's a new, like, so 
Like, like that's how that's how the cycle of popular things works. I mean, in, there's in a the city. there's a Dumbo house now. There's a place called the Dumbo House that like I, rose I, in popularity in the past couple of years. I don't know how cool it is. All right, here, here's my issue with or maybe it's the here, Soho House and Dumbo. Those places would be douche, douchey places with a line. Here's my issue with Dumbo. On it stands for down <laughs> under the Manhattan Bridge overpass. If you yeah. just change it to right around the Manhattan Bridge overpass, you could call it Rambo, and it'd be a hell of a lot cooler to live in a Rambo. That's a great point. Am I right? Am I wrong there? That's you're you're not wrong <laughs> at all. Let's hang Let's out go to Rambo. Rambo. Anyway, okay. No, I I I I agree with that. I think that what are places that would be legitimately cool? I'm gonna I'm gonna list. Let's Dude, I play have no a game. Idea. We've been we've been stuck gonna, inside for the last four months. We have no idea. We, we have no idea. So hey, let's, and hey I guys, think, you know you know what's cool? Social distancing and wearing a mask. That's amen. That's Thank what's you, cool. Okay, <laughs> teach your kids. That's what's cool. Like, cool. I also okay. I also think okay. that we make, are not in the the social spheres to even we're not know to have any idea what not at all those cool places are. Let let, let me do the let me do. Let me do five of okay. these. Okay. The rule is on Sex in the City. Would it be portrayed okay. as cool? Not what okay. we think. Would it? What would the storyline be in twenty twenty like, or, or in two thousand three? In okay. twenty twenty, right now okay, in New York, in, in Sex in the City okay, world, ready? right now. Okay. Cool. Yes. House of Yes. Don't even know what that is. Yes, I think that would be cool. Explain what it is, Corey. I have never been. However, House of Yes is like, it's, it's like a, it's like a burlesque slash like kind of crazy stage show thing. Um, you're, you know, uh, Slipper Room, the burlesque place. It's kind of like that, but where mm -hmm. you go to see like sort of elevated, edgy, cool theater, you dress up and see crazy stuff. You get drinks and. And dance, dance club. And a dance club. Yeah. 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 It'd yeah. be cool. Okay. In in Brooklyn. Out that sounds in awesome. Let's go. When um, it reopens. Uh The Creek in the Cave comedy club. I don't club. know what no. that is. It it's it's a Is this just a, a disguised bit to show the world how much of a loser I <laughs> how am? How much John doesn't know. No, that would not be cool. That would be that would be the episode where Carrie dates an open mic comic who then like she gets in to see how much of a loser world open mic comedy is. I can say that because you and I have been in that world for a long time. And then at the end of the thing, when she dumps him, and, the punchline is that and listen, he writes listen, for SNL. And guess what? Even even if we weren't in that world for a while, it's still the same. It's still dumb yeah, it's and a, shitty. It's, it's, <laughs> All it's, right, it's awful. so you're one for one. You got, you got three more. Hudson Yards. Ooh, I know what that is. That's they, John, we, you take this one. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't like be going there as the cool new thing. They would use it as a background shot of like meeting someone, and they'd like do, like she would meet big, and you would see the big pine cone fortress in the background. Although, if I can say a cool thing that I went to there, I went with a friend to the opening, and she was like. Not a Carrie Bradshaw, but she was like a big writer for this magazine and we got invited to an opening and we went there and like Tom Brady and Giselle were at a restaurant and like we couldn't get into their opening party and like a bunch of famous restaurateurs were there and it was a very Sex in the City thing at the yeah. opening. Yeah, I that, feel like if you yeah. ask any New Yorker, like, what do you think about Hudson Yards? Or like, I'd it say sucks. yes, that would be featured in the show. Yeah. 
So yeah, cool. The Cloisters. Uh, I've never been to the Cloisters. Friar, Friar Fuck Part 2, yes. <laughs> All right. Number <laughs> five. That would be so sick. Um, um, number five would be... Um, <laughs> number five, how about... Uh, the Marriott Hotel bathrooms in Times Square. In Times Square. In Times Square. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. because it opens up and you can look down. There's like that top spinning restaurant up at the top, and yeah. then uh, they had to put grates on the inside of there because people used to jump out and kill themselves when they. Oh my were, gosh! You, yeah, that's a, that's true. And, that's wild. Uh, a downer, just like this episode. No, I don't think it would be on there. I don't think it would be cool. The Marriott bathrooms, no. Okay. I know why you're there saying you go. it. Why are you saying it? Because you used to work in Times Square, and like you used to go like take bathroom breaks in those in those bathrooms, right? Yeah, <laughs> Kevin. I like how you keep on motioning things with your hand as if we're not recording this video as well. As if we don't also release the yeah, video. But most of this. people aren't watching the video. <laughs> most people aren't watching the video. Most people are on the audio. And guess what? If you just hop over to our fucking Patreon, you can, you you can, can see, then just, you can see what I just did with my hand. I'll send you the five dollars. It's Kevin just pretending to perform fellatio on his microphone pretty much the entire time we're chatting. <laughs> I was gonna say if you subscribe to a Patreon, you get to see you get to. Enjoy Kevin's wonderful clowning skills. Yeah. You get to watch all his pantomime. <laughs> like, you're so stupid. All right. Well, we th that's it. That's. I mean, I know we didn't like we didn't talk about Carrie's line aggressively. I feel like we talked about it a bunch in the beginning. We didn't necessarily talk about Duchovny, but I mean, I love I love a D to Cubs uh, cameo. Okay. Uh, two two quick questions about D to Cubs. Yeah. I feel like okay, real quick. First question: Do you think he's coming back? Like in his career? No. <laughs> no, in the show in Sex and City. Uh -huh, we'll like, see him again. <laughs> uh, no. What if, what if right at, what if the end of the Sex and the City one movie where like Carrie and Bigger getting married, he just like runs up and is just like feces, feces, feces and interrupts the wedding. Okay. Second, second <laughs> question. Did you think we would see more of Duchovny than just this one app from all that you've heard about him? Yes. Yeah. So maybe he will come back. Yes. No, but because it would have to flash mm. forward like eight months. No, I think he's not coming back. Oh, I just this, thought we'd this see was him more. Like, this, I mean, here's a defense of that storyline, which I did not like yeah. it, but there is a thing that's like, you get Duchovny, like you get Duchovny, you got to give him some meat to chew on because he's a great yeah. actor. And so I wonder if, and and he was. Do you think like, he's ever said that? He did. Do you think he's ever that. said that in an audition? I'm Duchovny. You got to give me some meat to chew on because I'm a fucking great actor, dude. That's and they're like, fine, fine. You can be in Californication, and then they just made. I'm the sick of this vegan bullshit. No more Brussels sprouts. You can take the asparagus and shove it up your ass. I want some meat to chew on. I'm an actor. Give me some fucking meat to chew on. What I tell you, I'm Duchovny. <laughs> He did have some great <laughs> acting moments in this episode. Yeah. He's the Cubs. Fuck you like... and your potatoes. Give me some beef. <laughs> Give me some fat. I want to chew on it. Hey. Anyway. Hey. Is this beyond meat? I don't want an impossible burger. Did you hear what I said? I want a T-bone steak. Hey. 
I'm the governor. Hey, I know you gave me one scene to do in this audition. Supersize me. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the dumbest shit. Oh, I love man. how when we we do any character like oh, that, gosh. we automatically give them this like fake, almost Bill Burr kind of accent. Guys, hey, here's the deal. Yeah, it's just. Oh my gosh, let's let's rate this, let's rate this episode, we, episode and just and, and put it down. Let's just burn put this to the ground. Wait, rate this Bradshaw Boys episode <laughs> one Cosmo, hundred percent, one Cosmo. Yeah, how? Yeah, did we blow it? One hundred ten into the thing, we blew it. Yeah, this is yeah, this is it. You think we wait? I have a question, what? John. You're not going to oh, be happy shit. about this. <laughs> So that we don't fucking blow this episode, can we set a timer and do four minutes on Stanford and then do Cosmos quickly and call okay. it a day? Okay. Clock is set for four minutes, but we're doing really fast. We're doing really fast Stanford. Gotcha. I'll give you three yes. minutes because we don't want to. We can't go over an hour. Okay. I think I think we'd be remiss to not say that this was what we were waiting for. Absolutely. For Stanford, mm. like a heavy moment. That that showed like a lot of beauty in his character and showed a lot of his longing and yearning for true love. And I thought it was kind of beautiful that it was like a lot of uh kink shaming, sex worker shaming, a lot of that whole stuff of like what a disgusting thing. And then this person's just like That was me. I that was, was going me through then. Some stuff. This yeah. is me now. And I, I thought that that was the bright spot of the episode mm. that otherwise I didn't love all of the moves in it, but it was a moment we've been wanting in Stanford for a long time that I thought was really, 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 really beautiful for someone who really gets the fucking yeah. wind knocked out of them a lot. Do as you think a they're going to address just how like mean Anthony is? He's just like really, he's really, really mean towards Stanford. It's, I don't, I actually don't know what happens with their storyline, but there's got to be some sort of redemption of them as like friends or lovers. And I, I say that not knowing what happens. I feel like I've heard something happens with them, but there's a thing going on where it's like, I, I think Anthony in a weird way also deserves a little redemption for how mean he is. He I has think, to have something to soften him up to make him I a little more I think there's going to be a, a poolside fight and Stanford's going to drown his ass in the Soho pool. <laughs> You you know what though my least favorite people to talk to when I'm at a party are the people that are like Anthony because he's such a great character we've talked about how much we love him and Mario and Cantone's amazing but that person that person they're writing it based on the person that you're like hey how have you been they're like how have I been how have you been here's your silly hat and just like goes on bit bit city for like so an hour and you're just podcast. like fuck <laughs> off like yeah I hate our podcast but no i do think that listen the show is anytime we get into criticism and people in general get in, into criticism of the gay characters on the show i think it's the future and us tread lightly mm. because this is a show that is created and run by yeah. gay men they know gay male culture than anyone and guess what there's a lot of fucking that's mean true. that's ass a really great point gay dudes mm that are in and that they're like no 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 trust me i know there's a lot of cynical me like th those people are based in reality of the writers that know those yeah. people mm. and and especially once you're inside two characters talking to each other it's like they can be like 
this is these people I know because they talk to I me just feel this like, way. I feel I'm like Stanford. Charlotte would shut that down though. Like Charlotte can't like handle any sort of negative wind in the conversation. I feel like she would just like put the kielbasha on that. Yeah, 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 she yeah. didn't uh, shut that, it down. That's all, that's that's we got to go to our Cosmo rating, and we can't defend okay. our Cosmo ratings. These just have to be all natural. That that was the bargain that you made, Kevin. So we can't say anything about it. Okay, go. No. Yep. Three, two, one. Two point seven five. Two point seven five Cosmo. Two point five. All right. This was this was uh you know what I, it wasn't my favorite episode but this was a great chat and chew with you guys i had a lot of fun thanks i um, did too thank you so much if you made it this far uh in, in the podcast <laughs> in general and in this specific podcast we love you all so very much we do uh if you haven't checked out our instagram check out the bradshaw boys instagram follow us on twitter and uh if you want more of the na- nonsense and bits and shenanigans check us out on patreon we got some yeah. we got some patrons on patreon we're lobbing up good content we're having fun we're doing goofs it's an overall happy time if we get if we get five thousand dollars a month on patreon we're gonna make a bradshaw boys movie that's right you You heard it here first cats out of the bag um thank you so much you all are the best later taters later taters later taters Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at thebradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.